Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Dominic de Guzman, pray for us. St. Lawrence Brindisi, pray for us. So, um, I'm talking a little bit today about Pope Francis' new rule concerning the celebration of the Mass of Pius V, but not much, uh, because I've written an essay about that. Um, I think a lot of people have read, and I talked about it with Patrick Coffin yesterday in my show, Talking Catholic. That was last night, and I know many people watched, but I'm going to blend in uh, what I want to say in conclusion about that whole issue with what I'm talking about with what I was talking about last week. I'm going to wrap that in with that. Um, about how the motto proprio fits in with the prisons of the world, in a sense. Remember last week, I started a show by telling you that from the moment you wake up until you, you go to sleep, people are just lying to you, right? That's all they do. Lie to you from the beginning of the day to the end of your day. The world is constantly lying to you. Um, the government, the military, CEOs, even some leaders in the Catholic Church, everyone, lie after lie after lie, right? That's why I always say, as often as people lie to you, the last thing you want to do is ever lie to yourself. <laughs> you have enough people lying to you, why lie to yourself? So tell yourself the truth because you're being inundated with lie after lie. So, um, and it, it, it does because... I, I, the world lies to you because you've been called to know the truth, right? And so they lie to divert and distract you from your inheritance to know the truth. And what Jesus left us was really a, a four simple, four a simple four step program to holiness that he laid out before us. It's really simple. He says, if you follow me, you'll be my disciples and then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So that's freedom from sin and death and free to love as we ought as we ought. So today I'm going to talk about another piece of that formula that the world, the flesh, and the devil are constantly trying to attack and distort in your life. Not only are you always being, always constantly being lied to uh, and, and thereby prevented uh, from knowing the truth, and the truth is a person named Jesus Christ, but you're also being constantly being put in prison so that you might not know freedom or true freedom. And we're going to talk about those prisons of the world. In the second half of the show, starting about the 20-minute mark, Rizzy B is back, that black Catholic chick. And Rizzy, and this is what happened. Rizzy went to her first traditional at Mass. She went to her first, she took her and the kids, went to their first traditional at Mass down in Texas, and it didn't turn out how you thought it might. <laughs> right? So we need to talk about that for Rizzy B. So she'll be on in the second half of the show. But first, let me just tell you how happy I am that you you tuned in again to the David O. Gray show this afternoon. And, and I pray that you know that Jesus truly does love you, that he truly desires that you invite him into every aspect of your life, especially in those parts where you don't think you need him. And my producer, Cecil, she is back after her vacation. She had left us, and but she left us in the competent hands of Diane. So she's back. Uh, of course, you can see Cecil and Back to the Father on the Guadalupe Radio Network. 
So if you want to call in in Opine, just call in 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. And CISO will get you on. And make sure you start every day listening to the Catholic Drive Time Show with Joe McClain and Adrian Francesca and Janelle Lee on the Guadalupe Radio Network starting at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. And this is the David L. Gray Show. Voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. So not a whole lot going on in the news today, right? We got ISIS and the Taliban are back. And we kind of thought they would be coming back, you know, after after Joe Biden um, came into office and after Trump left, we knew there was going to be a softer position on on the Taliban. So the Taliban is back. Uh, cryptocurrencies have seen better days, right? Like, I don't know, three months ago. So they, they've seen better days. Uh, Haitians are fleeing their country for Central America on their way to the southern border. So that's, I think, a, a big deal. A lot of um, this instability in that country. So they think by going through South America, they, it'd be an easier way into the United States. A uh, lot of more states are starting to do these forensic audits of the ballots. So more of that's going on, never ended story. We, I think we should talk about that because I don't know what the agenda is there. You know, a lot of people, they get these, these, um, you know, they, they promises things and build up hope just so they can um, stay in power or get in power. So we have to see what that whole thing is really all about, whether it's really they're trying to clean up the election, one ballot, one vote, one day, that whole thing, or whether it's, you know, or something else. So the Biden administration is also walking back their endorsement of the so-called critical race theory book that calls on educators to disrupt um, whiteness, right? There, there was a book the Biden administration, they put out and they endorsed it immediately. It's a so-called critical race theory book. It said it was calling on educators to disrupt whiteness or they're walking that whole thing back. So, so not a whole lot going on in the news today, but we got Jackson on the line. Jackson is calling into this show. Let's see what, see what's on his mind. Mr. Jackson Peakney. Welcome on to the David L. Gray show voicing truth and reason. Hey David, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it has been a lot of stuff going on in the church. What, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, I would love to hear him say about traditionalists, uh, who am I to judge? <laughs> or, or, or make a mess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um, I, it seems like the only people that are outlawed today are in my opinion, the faithful, <laughs> you know, um, Germany yeah. is making a mess. No motor yeah. proprio. Yeah. Um, dignity masses, no motor proprio, yeah. but the one that made St. Francis himself, the mass that made the, that guy is a problem today. Our lady of La Salette is looking really prophetic or, Mm -hmm. or um, Our Lady of Fatima. I mean, just dire warnings. So, yeah. I mean, 
yeah, how do we convert the world? Uh, start with ourselves. But the leadership right now, I mean, we got infighting among conservative Catholics. Um, I, yeah. I see it on my Facebook page every day. And and I, I know both of these guys want to be faithful members of the of a Holy Mother Church, but you only see the siblings fighting like this when Daddy ain't leading right. Mm. And I and I truly think point. Daddy ain't leading right right now. Um, and Pope Benedict Emeritus is still alive. I wonder what he'd honestly say about this, because I don't know if we can yeah. even get an unfiltered, unalterated message from him right now. So, yeah, it's, it's looking pretty bad. It, and, it, and it's making sales really difficult these days. <laughs> I, I, I'm in sales. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. How does it make got it got a difficult? lot to explain. <laughs> so come on and convert to the Catholic Church. <laughs> Help me make a mess. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that makes sense. Yeah, so sales in a sense of evangelization is is hard to invite Catholics into the church when the church or is fall away, fall away. Yeah, I mean, in fact, the biggest, the biggest majority, the biggest religion right now is ex-Catholics. Correct. Right. If I can minister to them, which I try, but I mean, they're they're tougher than Protestants sometimes <laughs> because a lot of them have left from Protestantism. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's my thoughts. Um, I don't know if there's a question in there, but yeah. Well, thanks for calling in and opining, Jackson. That was kind of set me up for kind of what I want to talk about. Because I mean, that that I mean that that is a, a really good point. It's, it's it's hard enough to get people to consider Catholicism, but when Catholicism looks like it's in a disarray, when Catholicism doesn't look like Catholicism, when it doesn't appear to be the universal faith, I mean, what's the point of either coming into the church or coming back to the church, right? It doesn't look healthy. Um, people appeal to a strong father, I think. And um, yeah, I think you're right. We just don't, we don't see that right now. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, thanks for calling in. I make the argument all the time that um, the first 12 wasn't the greatest. I mean, we got, we got doubting Thomases. We got betraying Peters. We, we got Judas priests right now. Um, that didn't. That didn't. <laughs> that didn't stop people on Pentecost um, from coming right. on in. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. And so, <laughs> I, I make that. I, I saw it in a meme, and I converted it to just just trying. I was like, okay, yeah, things are bad right now. Yes, some bad things have been done. You know, the summer of shame. That was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 was bad. But I mean, it's no worse than Peter himself denying him three times. Um, right, right. You know, I mean, so yeah, I think I think it's at a certain point, it's just an excuse. They're looking for a reason not to become Catholic, and yeah, you can find one all day. But I. Yeah, that's the, true. The biggest argument for Catholicism is the Holy Eucharist. There is no personal relationship you can have than receiving Him in Holy Communion, as He meant for you to do. Really, truly, substantially there 
the real presence. I know we undermine that with um, communion in the hands, but it's really truly him. <laughs> and yeah. and there's, there's documented evidence of miracles <laughs> where it actually turns into the heart tissue. So, yeah, you know, yeah. argue with that. You know, <laughs> argue with that. It's hard to argue with I mean, evidence. It's, it's, I didn't, it's hard to argue with evidence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you, you don't need faith for that. <laughs> but it, it helps. <laughs> so, yeah, that's absolutely. Yep. So, thanks for taking my call, David. Yeah, thanks for calling in on Piney. Thanks, Jackson. Yep. So, this is the David O'Grey Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network. In the second half of the show, we'll have um, Rizzy B on. So, Rizzy B, she's on a, I think last month, she was telling us about her story coming into the church. And you can find Rizzy B on the Twitter, but she went to her first traditional at Mass. And so, she's going to tell us about that and some other things. And, you know, like I, like I was saying, you know, like, like I said last week, you know, you wake up from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, people are lying to you, right? From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. But also one other thing that they're doing, I think the world is doing that they're, they're constantly trying to sell us on some sort of a new prison, right? Or to take on some subjective freedom away from us. Right. And I think there's some obvious examples, right? In these, in these days for, for the past two years, at least, I think at least the government and the world has trying to been trying to sell us on this virus, which most people I think survive, uh, depending upon your age after you catch it. Uh, but because of that, we're not free to live our lives as we ought. But to be free, we have to do what they say. Wear this. Inject yourself with that. Go nowhere else except buy food. And in some jobs in some countries, you'll need proof that you've injected yourself. More obvious, I think, are some of these examples of pervasiveness, uh, the pervasiveness of, of um, pornography in the world, the pornography prison, the materialism prison. We're not allowed to believe that what we have right now is good enough because we always have to replace it with something newer or, or better. Right? And there's always another new line of credit available for us to get that new next thing, right? Another prison of debt, right? We're not allowed to free to call someone by what they biologically are. We have to use pronouns, right? They'll tell us what they are, right? And we're not free um, to question certain things like medicines or elections, or you'll be canceled from social media. In some countries, you're not allowed to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, or you'll be jailed for being a public nuisance, right? At worst, at minimum. Now, Catholics are being told, like Jackson was saying, that they're not free, as they have been for the last 13 years, to discover or worship in a traditional Latin Mass. That their bishop now has the right to make that freedom um, exponentially more difficult for them. So there's the subjective good that the world seeks, right? and it looks very much like prison. The more sins and immorality you're pursuing in the world, the freer the world calls you, right? And I think there are even more celebrity, you know, you have more celebrity in this world if you pursue the things that the world considers free. To name a few, think of Jeffrey Epstein, Jeff Bezos, Hunter Biden, Larry Flint, Hugh Hefner, Bill Gates. All of your icons of being free in the world, 
yet get away with doing anything they want. Nothing happens to them, right? Yet we see also in these people that they live in some very dark prisons, right? Then there's the objective good that begins with the statement that God is all good at all times. And we cannot help but to pursue that good because it was in his image and likeness in which we created. And for this reason, no one can will the bad. Because even the bad we do, we have to justify it as being a good thing, right? The, the worst thing that a man can do, the worst thing, imagine that, whatever the worst thing you can think a person can do, he has to justify it in his head as being a good thing because we were created to pursue the good. We can't do anything but the subjective good. Right? That's how we have to justify everything we do. And, and so we'll, we'll come back really to the crux of the problem, right? There was a priest who um, I heard once at a, at a mass. He was, he had told his parishioners, you know, he's talking about, oh, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing good in the world, right? In his homily, he was saying, there's nothing good in the world. And so he, 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 his, he, he suggested that his parishioners, what they should do is just turn off the TV, turn off the TV and get off the internet. Right? So the opposite of awareness is ignorance, right? There's a lot of bad in the world. And so if we listen to this priest and just get off the TV, get off the internet, what we have is that doesn't really solve the problem. It just makes us ignorant, which is a different problem itself. Right? And I don't think anyone deserves to be ignorant of the evil around him. Rather, again, God is all good and we're being called to him, meaning that we are constantly being called to the good and to know the good. Therefore, our duty in this life is to always be searching out for the good. Right? And then we have Pope Francis, right? He's on the other spectrum, right? In his um, Apostolic Constitution, Guardians of Tradition, in his company letter, he was saying he's preoccupied and saddened by the situation that has started over the last 13 years of people um, being allowed to uh, discover the traditional Latin Mass. Yet, you know, what's happened, he says, over these past 13 years, people have become cliquish. They've become divisive. They're they're denying the Vatican II, um, Second Vatican Council. So, also on this other spectrum, Pope Francis is saying, let's not even look at the good. All the good that's come over the last 13 years of all the, the fathers bringing their families to the mass, all the attraction of young Catholics, the, the return to reverence and fidelity. All right. So on one spectrum, you have a priest who's saying, let's just be ignorant of the bad. And Pope Francis on the other spectrum is saying, let's be ignorant of the good. Eve is somewhere saying, Eve, in, in, you know, we see in, in, in Genesis, right? She desired, she sought after illicitly. She desired the knowledge of good and evil, right? So she's also on one spectrum. There's Eve who illicitly sought after the knowledge of good and evil. And on the other spectrum, there's Pope Francis and that priest who acts as to be ignorant of good and evil, right? So I think that's really just the, the crux of the problem. I think here's a better, here's a better idea. That something we should do is, is I think, pass on to those who just cannot seem to find God or, or to encounter God. One thing we should always remind them, one thing we should always point out that 
God is good all the time, right? And that what this life is about, I believe, is just finding those places and those times where we discover the good. Because the good is all around us. And wherever, wherever it's at that we discover the good, we's all, we's all, we have also discovered God, right? And most importantly, I think searching for good in objects like, I don't know, an Xbox or an Apple or people, that's fine. But most probably we have to search, we have to find a good in activity. Because when we speak of God's nature, that God is love and God is good, we affirm those things belong to his very essence, which means that his goodness and love are living and active. Therefore, it's in the activities where we discover the good. And we've discovered God. So we find goodness in speech and goodness in charitable actions, goodness in, in kindness, goodness in admonishment, goodness in teaching and truth and prayer. And whatever activity is objectively good, meaning that it doesn't direct us to sin, we've discovered God. And when we discover good and in the good activities, we should give God thanks and praise for having found him. So God is everywhere. And so his good graces and what we call his activities that are directed towards his glory. Right. I think lastly, I, I, I would state that, you know, cause I didn't spend a whole lot of time pointing a finger at self, right? I spent a lot of time here pointing the finger outward. Right. But I'll say that we're all capable of sin, right? And we all may be struggling with some particular sin. And it's good that we confess that sin is sacrament of penance and reconciliation. But also remember that there are good things that you're doing and that you're surrounded by God's goodness. So we should rejoice in that because I know it's hard at times, but the God who created you is bigger than your problem. So trust in him and his goodness to see you through it. So that's all I know about that, which is not much at all. But right after the break, we'll have Rizzy B back on. She's that black Catholic chick. And um, yeah, Rizzy went to her first traditional Latin mass or, or something like that. And I can't wait for you to hear the story. Call in 877-757-9424. And we'll be right back to David O'Grace Show on Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio you informed and inspired. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. News and information, Catholic conversation, inspiration, fun, and prizes are involved. Log on to our website to get all the details, to find all the information, the podcast, the videos, and so much more. GRNonline.com. That's GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. It's a thing. It really is a thing. It's a big Catholic thing. 
Hi, this is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network, with your GRN Family Minute. So, what is the big thing you might be asking yourself? Well, it's evangelization. Mother Angelica stated it well when she said, Evangelization is simply telling someone that Jesus loves them. A simple way to do this is to tell someone about the GRN. Share with someone about this wonderful media outlet, whether it's to listen by radio, online at grnonline.com, or download the GRN app from your app store. The GRN is here for the shy evangelist. Remember, Catholic evangelization is a thing. It's a big Catholic thing. Evangelize today. Just tell someone about the GRN. May God richly bless you. We are your Catholic radio. Radio for your soul. Welcome back in to the David O. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. Thanks for tuning back in to the second part of the show. Got Rizzy B on uh, in the studio. How's it going, Rizzy? What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> hey, What's going what on? Up? Welcome back into the David O. Gray Show. <laughs> Rizzy, you're on here. Um, what was that last month? You were telling us about your your coming back into the Catholic Church, right? Was that last month? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yep, go- yep. Yep. So what's been going on? What's been going on since then? So, um, for those of you that follow me on the Twitters, um, I announced that I was going to attend um, this past Sunday, the traditional Latin mass, the TLM, um, with my children. And I did just that. (laughs) Um, Because, (laughs) of course, and I have a confession. But before, I have a confession to make. Because if you notice, I didn't give a follow-up tweet as to what happened. (laughs) So, uh I will confess yeah, so, to what, so, so, what occurred. So, so, all right. So give us, give us everything. What, so you go to the traditional oh. Latin mass. Yes. And as you know, I'm in the Dallas Fort Worth area. There's another big podcaster also in this Dallas Fort Worth area that also attends this very same parish um, that I, that I attended. Um, I have to say that, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, after the, uh, what is that? What is it called? It's the modus proprio. Is that what it's called? I yes, can't remember. The modo the thing proprio. That, modo yes. proprio. Okay, modo proprio. So after that came out, I didn't quite understand it until um, there was some podcaster, I can't remember which one, uh, that really explained it well. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I, I, you know, I, you know, in me, I was like, that's not right. And you have to understand, too, I relate to the music, but I'm coming, I guess you could say, from a more Novos Ordo um, <laughs> angle at things. Because I'm just, yeah. not not that I'm totally ignorant of the Latin Mass because I have attended there, and I love the music. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It's fabulous, you know, because um, I love music. But you also have to understand, too, you know, I know a lot of TLMers or um, there's a lot of, I guess you'd say more trad cats, that talk about like the guitars. Oh my goodness, the guitars and the Novos Ordo. Let me tell you, I like the guitars too. So you're not, you're not, you're not going to get me on either side. I like the guitars, 
the nuns with the guitars. All right. I grew up with that. I'm fine with it. All right. All so right. I, but I, I wanted so to you, show. So you, I so guess, you, so you have no problem with the Norvers Ordo, and I know you've, you, I know you've no. taken the girls to other Eastern rites. So you, you, you've yes. had a diverse liturgical palette. I mean, you've been to the black sort of Catholic church that you know has the, yes. the livelier type of music so you have a diverse that's right liturgical palette but you had never been to the traditional Latin mass right now not with my children <laughs> not with my okay children. okay and so I, now when i say i have been to the traditional Latin mass this was years ago so this was years ago right. so this i guess you could say this is this is my first time back as a revert right so going oh, okay. uh to the the tlm and i went to oh i can't remember what it's called not the high is it the high mass or the um, where they have the song mass, the song mass. There's a word for it. Okay. There's a name for it, but I can't remember quite what it is. So, you know, I, would, I went back there also after I gained a bit more of understanding about what was going on with that. You know, I guess I wanted to show the solidarity, I guess to b borrow a commie word, right? <laughs> like, I wanted to show solidarity. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, comrade. Comrade, I'm I here know, with right? you. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow a commie word, but I wanted to like, you know, just, you know, because like I said, I appreciate the music just at that level, at least at that level. Um, so we went and long story short, my daughter after a minute, cause not a minute. I mean, we, we were there for a bit, uh, for the beginning. And I was kind of looking around, feel, you know, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I feel like I'm, I'm not quite getting it. <laughs> the music is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, I'm tuning into that. But then finally, my yeah. daughter leans over to me and says, Mommy, can we leave? <laughs> and I just, you know, it took me aback because I thought, you know, like we, we do go to the mass with our veils. Um, I, uh -huh. I like to wear the veils, yeah. even in the Novos Ordo. Um, and that's just out of, um, I, I like the idea of, you know, God, the, that God protects the woman, that you are worthy to be veiled. You are worthy to be protected. I love that idea. It's not so much, um, you know, the, you know, I, I don't know. I've heard some other uh, narratives about what the veil is about. Um, but that is the one that I connect with. I, so I deserve to be protected. I deserve, you know, my daughter deserves to be protected. You see what I'm saying? So I, that's one yeah. of the things that I love because you have to understand too, when I was growing up, there were a lot of, uh, little old Polish ladies and they would have the, the, on the scarves, but we call those babushkas. And so when I came down South and I saw everybody <laughs> and they're, I'm like, why does everybody have a babushka on? And then they're like, what are you talking about? Those are mantillas. I thought they're just babushkas. Anyway, so yeah. now I'm wearing a babushka. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I thought that she would be, she's a bit uncomfortable with it still, you know, self-conscious about it. But, you know, so I also thought by going here, not only would I be exposing the children to this, because this is also part of our Catholic faith, right? Uh, and, and exposing them to that as well as, you know, um, she'd be able to wear the veil. Like, see, look, everybody is wearing a veil. All the women are wearing a veil here. Like, this is so awesome, you know? Okay. So I thought that she would tune okay. into that. And mind you, too, you know, we've, we've been to the Marianite um, uh, order. I, I think that, is that how you say that? But we've been to the Marianite Mass, and we love going there, yeah. you know? Um, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, especially, and she loves it, too. Um, 
but she leaned over to me and she was like, can we go? <laughs> and, you know, I looked up on masstimes.org and we found the nearest Novus Ordo and we went to that. So I feel, I feel really bad. I feel really bad. That, that is my confession that we left, that we left. And I felt, yeah. so, I felt so you So you, you, you come into, so I, I need to get, a, I think we should have a bigger picture of, of what happened here. And then I want to, you know, talk through this. Cause I think this is, I don't think this is like a story that's so foreign that no one else has went through. So, I mean, if you've went through this um, or you like to talk to Rizzy about this, call in 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four. That's eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Because we want to talk through this and see is there a way to like prepare kids for the traditional Latin mass? What's been your experience? Yeah. I just thought this is because I thought this is really interesting because it's not. I have a similar experience to this when I took my wife and our youngest daughter to traditional Latin mass. They had the one we went to. I think we've been a couple of times. I think it was just one time with the girl. Um, but they at this parish they had this book Rizzy, and it was like a big book that had pictures in it. So, <laughs> so here's okay. my wife and daughter following along in this picture book. You know, try. It, I don't know if it was helpful or not, but all the pictures are there to try to help people follow along. But but I want to get a bigger picture of what, what happened with with you because I think this is interesting. So you you go to this church and you're there for what. Um, you know, black folk, when we say minute, we mean about a minute is like 10 minutes, right? I think that's how it converts. Yeah, right? About when 15, we say a minute, 10, it's like 15. 10. We were actually 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. 10, 15 exactly. minutes. Okay. So, yeah. so that's a minute. Uh, <laughs> but where were you at? Were you in the back or the, or the middle or where, where were you at? We were, oh, this is, okay. So this may also be part of it too. We were in the overflow room because um, oh, we, okay. I mean, it, it, it was, it was packed and that, and I have to say, I have to admit mm. this as well, that another reason why I was going is I wanted to see, like, if there was going to be a homily, like, I wanted to hear if he was going to address, you know, everything uh-huh. that's going on and encouragement, you know? Right. So I guess, I don't know if that's curiosity or just being nosy or, but anyway, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I, I, I also went for that reason. So I hope that's not nefarious, yeah. but um, but, but like I said, you know, of course, main thing is to, to, to get exposure for the children. Now I also did bring, um, a pic, it's kind of a picture book, but it's thinner. It's called the beginner's guide to the traditional Latin mass by dear. Ya right. little, dear, dear, ya little. And it's kind of interesting because I, I just read this before it said first timers do not expect to follow along actually it is better to put everything down and simply observe <laughs> the rubrics and the structure will become familiar soon we hope that this guide will help you and anyway and so then it says if you have little children uh do not hesitate to bring them you will not be the only parent carrying out a kicking and screaming toddler hopefully someone will greet you with a smile but don't lose heart if uh, people are evasive and cold it happens not everyone is a morning wow. person so i i know right but wow. i i but still i mean even though that these are like helpful hints it's still i'm like how do you prepare a kiddo for this like it still doesn't you know how do you prepare a kiddo especially if they already have something to compare it to because we're coming from the Novo mm-hmm. Ordo. You see what I'm saying? So if we're coming from the Novo right. Ordo, and that is what the children are used to, um, then how do you make that transition over to the TLM or even 
you know, to start getting them more involved or in, in the thing or prepare them in order to get more involved, you know? Yeah. Cause I think it's, it's like a, I think it'll be like a complete shock. I mean, because a traditional Latin mass is completely countercultural. It's nothing. We don't have anything else like that in society to just kind of warm you up to, um, you know, many years ago, if you went to school, perhaps, you know, there's people in there speaking Latin, you may be able to understand some words when you get to get the mass, you know, it sounds familiar. Um, um, the, the ancient worship, um, in, in the dress, I think there's a period of time where, you know, it, it felt familiar. There's a, there's a period of time when a traditional Latin mass wasn't so completely counter cultural, it right. was just what people knew to be worship, right? Exactly. Um, well, and one of and my so, favorite saints too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but one of my favorite saints, no, uh, St. Padre Pio, St. Padre Pio, you know, that's all he did. And so I, I love St. Padre Pio. Um, if anybody, you need to fit like to follow that Twitter stan account of St. Padre Pio. I, I think it's like, you know, he can transport himself through time. I think he's transported himself through Twitter. I love his <laughs> that Twitter account because um, I have all sayings of St. Padre Pio. But I just love him. But he's one saint. He never celebrated any other type of mass but the, the, um, the uh, traditional Latin mass. So that's another reason why I like, man, I want to tune into this. I want to get deeper. But I got kiddos that are used to the Novo Sordo. So what do you do? <laughs> yeah. And how, how, how old is the how old is the youngest? How old is she? The youngest. A four-year-old boy. It is a boy. Him. So four-year-old boy. It's a, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Three. He's three. He's about to be four. Um, but, um, but yeah, he was rolling around on the floor with his blanket. <laughs> oh, so mama, he was, this yeah, boring. He was fine. Yeah, he yeah. was fine, but still, he was like, Mama, this boring. He's like, oh, my gosh. You know? But he just didn't know him too. Okay. He didn't know what was going on because he like in the Novos Ordo he he is he knows he knows the responses he's very involved and so this like mm. how do you yeah you know so for a nine year old and a three year old how do you prepare them <laughs> prepare your children oh, so the, for the, that yeah the nine year old was yeah so yeah yeah definitely understand that so yeah we're speaking with Rizzy B she's that black Catholic chick on Twitter. Um, you can follow her, uh, Rizzy B, look her up. And so we're talking about her first experience in a traditional Latin mass with the children. And we're, we're talking about, so how is it that you can warm kids up to the traditional Latin mass? And Christina had called in and she said there was a helpful DVD a priest did explain everything that happens and why it happens in the traditional Latin mass. So is the, is, is watching, you think watching, having a kid sit down and watch a DVD, you think that may be a good way to go about it? Rizzi? Yeah, I think that that may be an option too, just to probably prep them for it. Um, uh, and maybe even learning, well, because um, I was about to say learning some of the, the, the responses, but you know, this is where all of the COVID lockdowns actually had a, uh, what do you call it, a, a positive effect, you know, because we celebrated mass through EWTN <laughs> and, mm -hmm, you know, of mm -hmm. course they're incorporating a lot of the Latin in, even though they, they celebrate the Novus Ordo, it's, it's very reverently done. And then they're also incorporating the Latin into that. So in that regard, like, you know, that there's some exposure there. Um, and that was 
from COVID, you know, like when we were all on lockdown. Yeah. So I guess in a way that that was a blessing. So it was almost like a backhanded kind of way of um, preparing them for, you know, for maybe a little, in a little bit of a way. But I, I do, I wonder, like maybe if, they, if we watch a video of it, um, well, do people still have video? Sorry, <laughs> a recording, <laughs> a video, <laughs> a video of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a Betamax. I'm gonna send you a Betamax uh, in the mail, so you. Well, you know, but maybe that might start prepping them. But even, I wonder, you know, hey, this is, hey, this is a business idea. Maybe for some of you moms out there, like, how would you prepare little little ones for that? You know. Like, uh, you know, three, four, five, how would you prepare them for the tra traditional Latin mass? Because, um, um, you know, especially because, of course, like I said, I love the music. So it's, um, which is what I connect to. But, but a lot of the, the other things, I just was kind of taken aback <laughs> yeah. by the fact that my because daughter wanted to people leave. Who yeah, I mean, that's because I know because it's not it's not really it's, it has a different mode of participation, right? I think it's Saint Augustine said, "A God who saved you with, with God created you without your cooperation will not save you without your cooperation." So there's there's a participatory and cooperative element of the liturgy. It just looks a whole lot different, different in, mm -hmm. in the traditional Latin Mass than. The Norvis Ordo. In Norvis Ordo, there's a call and response. You know what to say. You know when to say it. Yeah. And in the traditional Latin, is is primarily the priest and the deacons um, doing the call and response. So um, it, it's a whole different it's a whole different mode in in flavor. So how it did is. you feel? No, how did you feel though, oh, as sorry. as a mom in that moment though, when your daughter was like, you know, can we leave? Because I know a part of you wants to stay i mean this is the mass so you want to stay you kind of want to tell her right. um suck it up and and um we're, we're going right. to stay here but the other part of you is like you you feel for her right 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 and and like i was you know what i was wanting to tell her well baby this is this is jesus jesus is still here you know this is you know jesus is right there the presence is right here like like even though we were in the overflow room like the the presence was still there you know of course you know because it was um you know the, the there was a tabernacle in there so i was like okay well you know i wanted to <laughs> like say just just stay just watch you know try to encourage that but yeah. there was actually a part of me that said I don't know, even know what's going on. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. Yeah. try to fight it because I, you know, like, I, you know, especially Sundays now, I'm, uh, you know, one of my, um, I guess you'd say New Year's resolutions. I don't know. But, uh, but um, uh, New Year's resolutions was to really honor the Sabbath, really honor the Sabbath. Mm. And, at that point, you know, by not working, by only reading the word, we only, you know, oh, like definitely relaxing, you know, like just really absorbing um, Jesus, you know, like really taking Jesus in, really um, doing as the Lord commanded to really rest. And I think, too, that my, my conflict was the fact that 
I don't know what's going on, and I don't feel like this is rest. <laughs> and so that that was my own personal because I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't couldn't I guess you could say relate to it. I hate to. And yes, I know that yes, it is Jesus. So please don't call David and say like she don't know what she doing. She don't really believe. She ain't really Catholic. Like look, I just I I said you know what I need it. I was like I need to be in that space where I know um, I know what's going on. That I really that I know where like after receiving the Eucharist, taking the time to really you know. Mm-hmm. Com- to truly commune with him as just as a mom and as a person, you know, and as a daughter of a king, you know, that's what I needed to do. Um, and mm-hmm. so as soon as she said that, I just took that as a little nudge from my guardian angel saying, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> like Maybe it was her guardian angel saying, yeah, yeah, y'all can go. Come on now. <laughs> like, you know, we know what you need. But I just, I think that what would solve that problem is, better preparation and you know and of course there as far as um you know i have this little book as far as a little bit of preparation but um i think maybe a video would would help so then therefore we can be more participatory within the the tlm because it it is it's beautiful like i mean like you're talking about the priests and the deacons and and how one of the things that i really love in terms of the visuals and in terms of what is going on the priest becomes, I mean, it really is like, I mean, he really is in persona Christi. I love that about the TLM. Um, yeah. uh, Cause even when I was growing up, I had a, I guess you could say an in-between kind of like he was a Polish priest. So he was in between like a Novos Ordo slash TLM. I, I mean, well, so he would do the, is it the consecration? Like he would do uh, ad orientum. What is that? Ad ori- is that oh, what okay. Ad orientum. Yeah, so he would do that. Yeah. But then at the same time, I was an altar server, which I know like in, of course, oh. TLM, like they are like, no, no, no. But let me tell you, that was very helpful to me because when I was an altar server, that helped me not only to kind of, that's when I started saying, hey, you know, maybe religious life would be really cool. Because that's when I was exposed hmm. to the Dominicans. I love the Dominicans. I okay. love the idea. That's where I started having the idea of, wow, it would really be cool to just dedicate your life to Jesus and, like, and really, and, and teach kids. And, like, that's awesome. You know, like, that's where I got that yeah. idea from. That's also where I would stand oh, wow. and I would have the, the book, you know, I'd have the book open. And, and, of course, we'd say, thanks be to God, right? And I was like, oh, my goodness. That was the first time I, I realized that it's thanks be to God and not thanks speedy God. Yes, I used to say thanks speedy God, like speedy Gonzalez. Like, yes, I thought, yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I didn't know. I just didn't know. Well, and I also yeah. told you guys I was poorly catechized. So, but that that's what I found out as an altar server. So that's why, I, hmm. you know, I'm not going to knock the Novos Ordo. You know, that's what I grew up in. But at the same time, you know, I did have some wonderful exposures within the church. And, and, you know, I know that there's a lot of folks that say, oh, well, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of push and pull in the, 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 the churchyard <laughs> about everything mm-hmm. going on. But, you know, I think one of the best, some of the best advice that I've heard was actually from, I think this was from Bishop Barron, <laughs> actually. Um, he talked about how, um, 
you know, we're in, we're all, we're all in a courtyard, yeah, not a courtyard, but like a, the schoolyard. And, you know, when they're in the schoolyard, there's going to be, you know, like you guys, your bullies, you know, you get, you're going to have little piss, you're going to have your clicks, you know, <laughs> but you're in yeah. the schoolyard. Now, what happens if all the walls come down? Well, then the children will go, you know, could go out in the street and get hurt or, you know, <laughs> but we're still within the walls of, of the church. And I think I heard this from Dr. Scott Hahn, where he talked about, you know, where, you know, when there's turbulent water is going on uh, like this, it's, you know, we feel like we're, um, it's like, you know, where Jesus, actually the scripture about this just passed, right? Where Jesus was asleep, you know, asleep in the boat. And, and, the, yeah. and the disciples were like, hey, don't you care about us? Come out, wake up. And then, you know, right. he calmed the water, like, oh, ye of little faith, right? But that, that's the thing. Like we, we, you know, as long as we stay in the boat, we're safe. As soon as you jump ship, Either way, whether right or left, right? You just have to make sure that you stay in the ship because you're safe with Jesus. And, and that's why, you know, like that's the whole importance of the Eucharist. That's what's so important about it. So whether it's TLM or Novos Ordo, guess what? It's still the Eucharist. It's still Jesus. Jesus is there and Jesus is present. And that, that's what it's all about, not all the shenanigans and, and, and stuff. So, um and and all that will smooth out. I don't know how, <laughs> you know. I'm I'm still learning yeah. about all of that. But um, but I I just try to honor Jesus. That's in the end. That's that's the most important. He's the, he's the source and the summit, and that's what we have to keep our eye on, despite what's going on around us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the most important thing, obviously. And do do you think um do you think you may take the girls back? I mean, your daughter back and your son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, I prompted them. I said, well, you know, we're going to go back. And they're like, oh, you know, oh, you like, did. my daughter was like, oh, really? Yeah, I did say, you know, we're going to go back. Because I, 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 I prompted her, you know, like, we're going to go back. Um, but then, of course, I said that without saying, okay, like, <laughs> all right. But I'm going to pre- better prepare for next time. But I don't necessarily know how that will go you know how how to prepare and so then therefore that's what i'm starting to mull about right now and we got we got robert on a line uh robert want to comment about um, the participatory aspects of the liturgy let me bring him in robert welcome in you're coming in from the san antonio market welcome into the david o gray show voicing truth and reason oh thank you how are you doing Hello. Doing well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to probably correct it. Uh, I'm nervous because I'm calling a radio station about the idea that there's little to no participation by the congregation in the responses. Actually, there's just as much as, if not more than, in the Novus Auto. And uh, before I go to that, let me uh, say why people get lost in the traditional Latin Mass is because we have more preparatory prayers to the prayers at the foot of the altar uh, mm. to start the Mass okay. before the priest goes to the introit. Oh, and that's, okay. Yeah, and that's part of Psalm 42. And oh, then, wow, that's awesome. Yes, that's the one thing I like about it. And then also the offertory is a lot more, uh, is a lot longer. It has at least nine prayers, uh, whereas in the Novus Ordo it's very abbreviated to a few short prayers. So you might get lost there too, but the format is the same. The whole mess. 
Okay. So operatory. Robert, what what would you say, Robert, as far as like, how would you prepare like a nine-year-old or someone like a preteen for their first few uh, liturgies? Yeah, well, okay, I'm not married, so I couldn't answer that. But my guess is that you would just have to go, uh, you know, several times to get used to it. Okay, so yeah, just the exposure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a matter of just getting used to it, that's all. Yeah. Okay, I think, too, like maybe preparing those, um, like you're talking about the the nine prayers for the operatory. I'm going to look that up. Is there a special name for those, Robert? Oops, I don't know if he's on there. Uh, is there a special name for those prayers, for the nine prayers of the operatory? Uh, here, let me let me move my ribbon in my missile here so I won't lose my original place. Uh I don't think there's a, a a particular name for them. I can tell you the first recite like the first few lines of each of them. Okay, uh, except the Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, the spotless host. And that goes on for about a, uh, a paragraph. The priest offers up the host. Then he comes over to the servers who give him the water and the wine that he puts in the chalice. Oh God, who established the nature of man in wondrous dignity, etc., etc. There's another paragraph. Then he goes back to the center of the altar, and he uh, holds up the chalice. He says, we offer you, O Lord, the chalice of salvation, et cetera, et cetera. Then he kisses the altar. He says, in a humble spirit and with a contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice still be offered in your sight this day to please you, O Lord God. Then he makes the sign of the cross over the chalice and says, Como sanctifier, almighty and eternal God, and bless the sacrifice, prepared for the glory of your holy name. And then he goes to the washing of the fingers, which we also have in the Novus Ordo. And you cite part of, um, of Psalm 25. I wash my hands in innocence, I go around your altar, O Lord. And there's another nine verses there. Then he says, another prayer, except most holy trinity, this offering which we're making to you. And that's a long paragraph. And then he goes to the pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and your yours may be acceptable to God, the Father Almighty, which was also retained, as you know, in the Novus Ordo. So that's, uh, you probably have to find a missile, uh, uh, so like a St. Joseph Daily Missile. Mm-hmm. That's what we use. Yeah, and those prayers are all in there. Is that the 1962? Is that the whole big uh, well, one, the one that we talk about? Uh, yes, it is. The one I have is from 1959. But okay. it's, it's essentially the same. Okay. That's another difference, too, that I hear about, like, what is this whole thing about 1962 versus, you know, 1959? Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling yeah. in Robert. We're, we're, um, we're probably got like just two minutes left in the show. So Rizzy B, thanks for coming. <laughs> on. That was a good conversation. Just about, yeah. man, just taking your, your, preteen to their first traditional Latin mass, right? And I think a lot of, I don't think it's what you experience. I don't think it's completely foreign to a lot of people. I remember um, the first one I went to was FSSP. I didn't know what the heck was going on. But I think, I think, you know, in in ideal circumstances, I I guess the ideally, I think we just want to, um, I guess, push through it. And I think perhaps, I guess, next time, maybe that may be 
when your daughter knows that like, we're, we're going to something completely different and maybe she'll be prepared to maybe, okay, I'm going to get through this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get through this too. Yeah. Um, no, that's absolutely right. It's absolutely right. No. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And Hey, if anybody has any, you know, any moms out there have any, uh, ideas, you know, you know, make sure to send them into David. Like that's, that's awesome. Or, or, or that's a business idea for you there too. I mean, you know, the, the TLM <laughs> for is. young kids, that's a business idea for right. you. Cause, or the TLM for, well, do they have TLM for dummies? Probably, <laughs> but, for, <laughs> Probably. No, but uh, and I'm calling myself a dummy. I'm not calling anybody else. Oh my goodness. Please don't, <laughs> please don't leave. Oh, okay. Just, just stop. All right. <laughs> so, right yeah. You can find Rizzy B on the Twitter at Rizzy B. She's that black Catholic chick. Again, thanks for coming in and listening to the David L. Gray show, voicing truth and reason on Guadalupe radio network. Um, until then, until next time, we'll be back next week. Same place, same time. Look forward to conversing with you again in between time and between time. You can visit me at David L. Gray, that info. But until then, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and that he's there for you. And live your life like salvation matters. And may the abundance of our lords and blessings and graces and favors fall upon you and yours. Thank you.